Hey, welcome back to part three. You just heard Ghost with Ritual and Stand By Him from the Opus Eponymous record from Rise Above Records. Yes, it is. And, uh, well, I guess you probably already know that I'm Jason and that this is and, Mark. Uh, yeah, Mark. <laughs> but, if uh, you stand by him. If you've, uh, yeah, if you've been uh, listening to part one and part two. And so we kind of wanted to open up the final part with uh, arguably uh, maybe the, the best record of the year. I think it's pretty fantastic. It's... Yeah. Uh, I can't remember the last time that I heard anything that remotely sounded like Blue Oyster Cult that I really liked. Yeah, yeah, or that had not only Blue Oyster Cult, but just that whole that vibe of like catchy seventies rock, you know, mixed in with with Satanism. Satanism, yeah, <laughs> and and these hooks that are just like to die for you know i mean the the choruses the hooks everything about it it's the night of the witch it's the night of the witch tonight i mean how i don't i can't tell you how many people have heard that song once and And it's stuck in their head for weeks singing it yeah yeah um you know i mean obviously uh the band ghost whoops uh the band ghost has been like a a, not a controversial band but a band that uh, people have very strong opinions of one way or the other in yeah. terms of whether they think these guys are sort of, you know, posers or trendy or, or something like that because of the the fact that when they play live, they dress up in this, you know, garb. and He's, uh, he's a satanic like a, pontiff. The uh, pontiff, <laughs> uh, a pope figure. And all the, the rest people. of the band are all done up in, like, basically, like, uh, like robes, like monks' robes playing yeah. guitars and shit. So. And, you know, Fenrez, uh, some people really respect Fenrez's opinion. Some people think Fenrez and Dark Throne are, are, get way too much street cred or whatever. I mm-hmm. I personally uh you know seem to gel on what a lot of the things well, that Fenrez seems to be kind of yeah, tuned into you know we're kind of come from the same same area and he's got his ear to the to the underground i think closer than most people mm-hmm. even you know journalists and whatever he's been in it so long that he i think he's picking up on stuff that a lot of people might not yeah and the fact that that uh that he's giving this some you know like coverage and uh, accolades and that many magazines are and yeah i i think it's just one of those rare occurrences where something's actually worth the hype yeah and 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 these these you know kind of the music speaks for itself obviously mm-hmm. as you just heard there i mean that that opening drum riff on stand by him you know i mean it's like as catchy as like you know grave uh <laughs> grave solace you yeah know? yeah um and you know, I mean, and Ritual just has, like, these great keyboard lines, like, mixed in. I mean, just all of it. You never is, thought you'd have Dead Human Sacrifice stuck in your head. Yeah. But. Oh, man. It's 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 sugary sweet. And if that's the first time you've heard Ghosts, then uh, welcome to it. You'll be singing those songs it's, for weeks. Yeah, it's coming out of Metal Blade uh, in January. Yeah, it's a hard record to get a hold of. We, we had to pay a pretty penny to get a hold of these uh, these things. Rise Above, uh, Lee Dorian from Cathedral's label put mm-hmm. it out. We'll actually be hearing a couple of Rise Above records in this third yeah. part here. And uh, for my money, it's my fun favorite record of the year. You know, it's, I think it's my most listened to record of the year so far. Yeah. And every time there. I go back to it, it's not like uh, like you know a record that you've ever played and you're just like, ah, I got to skip past this song. Yeah. I listen to it straight through. It's another one of those songs. There are records that's like 38 minutes long or something. Mm-hmm. And, nice length. Know, and obviously in terms of influence, you know, you, you mentioned Blue Oyster Cult, but the, the other obvious band that kind of comes to mind is, is Merciful Fate. Merciful Fate, Deep Purple to some degree. Yeah. And yeah. And uh, and and I even hear Thin Lizzy. I hear a lot of the yeah, guitars. Thin Lizzy. I hear some uh, Ponzi or Posse era uh, amorphous. I'm still not getting that. Yeah, uh, it's weird. And then, I, I then, just I catch it on a couple vocal hooks, and that's yeah. It. And then our yeah. uh, our buddy Chris said he hears a lot of Johan from Tiamat spoken stuff from Clouds, which okay, a little bit. It's, it's a, little bit. a. I mean, they're Swedish, so you know who knows. Everybody's ears are unique. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but 
Definitely an, an, an apropos titled record, Opus Eponymous. <laughs> yeah. You know, these guys must have known right out the gate, you know, not to mention the cover. You know, you, you as an artist were talking about how sweet the cover is. Yeah, a, fr- a friend of mine down in Kentucky who's a he's a, an artist as well, not necessarily a metal fan, but he's like, this is like the best cover I've seen in like 15 years. Yeah. And it just, it says everything, you know, I mean, it looks like a... It's like a hammer horror, like a hammer uh, horror card like or Scooby, something. Scooby-Doo, you yeah. know, kind of like intro thing. Well, the, yeah, yeah, it's almost the, the exact, you know, mansion from the opener, Scooby-Doo. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty <laughs> it's awesome. got bats hanging out, you know? Pretty awesome, but... Uh, Good logo. Yeah, I mean, it's... I think uh, they win the award for the most classy use of an upside-down cross on an album cover. That they do. And every song is just draped in pure, unadulterated Satanism. Yes, that, that's you know, so, and '70s catchy songwriting. Yeah, which is funny. Yeah, so don't uh, don't play this around your family unless your family. Uh, I think is, you should is ready for because it. then Grandma's going to be singing the yeah. altar of ritual is yeah. smells of dead human sacrifice. <laughs> but uh, certainly, certainly a, a, a mind blower, and uh, I we were kind of talking like what. What can you expect from these guys next? It's going to be uh, really pretty interesting. The I, I bar's, think bar's pretty high. Yeah, it's it's going to have like Star Wars kind of uh, you know expectations on it. But I think since it's a short record, I think they might have thought ahead and figured out. I mean, because this is it's, it's a very calculated band. Yeah, everything like visually, uh, stylistically, everything's there musically. I have a feeling they have kind of like a trajectory planned out, and it might just be a single one-off thing. Who knows? Yeah, that could be. Me, if this is all we're left with, then you know, hey, it was a it's like that Thorns record, it's just something that stands for what it is, you know. And for all the kind of resurgence of you know, like throwback metal stuff, this this is another example of one that did it really, it did it right, and it it doesn't seem it's it's reminiscent of a lot of things, but it's not at all like ripped Mm -hmm. off, yeah, yeah. I've never, it's not like, oh, there's a fate riff, oh, there's a thin Lizzy drum line or whatever, yeah. I've never heard anything quite like it before, so. That's why it's uh, definitely at the the top of the the heap this year. So it's on the top of my altar ritual, that's for sure. Yes, yes. Um, all right. So speaking of uh, Fenres oh, and yes. his recommendations, uh, let's let's talk about uh, Circle of Wagons. Well, as of let's see, I think it was it was uh, Fuck Off and Die was the first uh, after Cult is Alive was kind of the last. Kind of true Dark Throne record. I'm throwing Although up air it was quotes. Starting there. to move. It was starting to show direction. the sense of humor a little bit more. Uh, I think after a certain while, you know, because they, they had the whole kind of interview ban where they didn't talk to anybody, and yep. uh, a lot of their other influences and loves are starting to show through a lot. Sure, the old thrash stuff, the old punk stuff. It's the... it's yeah, it's and it's unadulterated enthusiasm, which the last three Dark Throne records have been. It's I've been. It took me a while to kind of like wrap my brain around exactly what they were doing yeah you know not that the music's hard to penetrate but to like where because i've i've been into dark thrones and soul side journey yeah and followed them along the entire thing and uh when i first i guess uh fuck off and die actually i heard um what was the previous one uh well no fuck off and die was right after cult is live was it no there's one more oh well, there's Dark Thrones and Black Dark Flags. Dark Thrones and Black Flags. But that was uh, that wasn't that was after Fuck Off and Die, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. But that's the first one I heard. Oh, I didn't okay. I didn't listen to Fuck Off and Die and then went back and kinda of listened to that, but just just the way that they're Which we heard a couple weeks ago, uh, Canadian Metal. So. Exactly. No, I heard the Canadian Metal song. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was so these last three records of i I've kind of completely embraced where they're going with it and a lot of people hate it. Uh, and I like it. I, sure I, too, I, you know, I, I, I love it. And I love the fact that the guys are 
they're continuing on with you know their vision of what they want to do why would you keep wanting to play black metal if you're not if you don't enjoy it yeah you know exactly and they're, it's not like they're making millions of dollars i mean fenner has been working at the norwegian post office for fucking 20 years or yeah, something exactly and uh speaking of that the the song we're going to play uh, i am the working class sure every day i bust my bones to get paid i mean it's it's an appropriate I, song to i wrote the, down uh, the a, great uh, recession of of 2008 it even affects know. people of the rich country of norway yeah but like if dimu borger are the white collar you know or uh you know kind of pompous executives of black metal i think dark throne is the blue collar there you are opposite end of it keeps everything under check they're working on the assembly line real. you know yeah. <laughs> yeah getting their hands i mean dirty. even in the the liner notes for the the album uh on the, the opposite side of the page from where uh, i'm the working class lyrics are it's fenner is holding a tree yeah he's <laughs> working in the forest getting ready to do some hiking yeah uh yeah and i mean this i i've kind of it's weird for me because dark throne i got into some of their old stuff and then i kind of missed their middle period outside of like a like the couple releases in the late 90s early 2000s like Mm -hmm. you and brian kind of brought me back into it and so i i guess i didn't have as much stigma with whatever direction they were going in and so like i've been kind of like yeah cool you know like i like punk rock i like the the kind of stuff that they're they're trying to do here uh, but I think yeah, there are some, you know, some diehard Dark Throne fans who just can't can't wrap their heads around it. You know, well, it's yeah, just the not... people that want the same sound over and over and over and over again. And this is like a it's a rebirth of a band that I didn't know where they could really go, and now they can go where I mean they could put out like a crust record next, and who sure. cares? I mean, yeah, sky's the limit. So, mm-hmm. and I am the working class. You know, musically, uh, the, I mean, the, <laughs> punk. It's just uh, a punk song. Yeah, that's great. I mean, it's got a great breakdown in the middle with the yeah. guitar solo and stuff you know i mean chant sing along kind of chorus i mean even the fact that like you know a lot of the especially the british punk stuff was so class oriented you know oh, I mean, totally the, yeah. the flash and all that kind of stuff and and sex pistols and and so you know it, it harkens back to that that whole movement you know uh, of the political lyrics you know and i mean the record itself has some really varied vocal styles and things you know like well this these, these first you uh, are, are pretty crazy vocals and, and the funny thing is like now that i don't know how many people are aware of the songwriting process of dark throne but now they've even like for uh for this record circle the wagons actually did a comic strip of how they record and produce and all that and there's like more videos and stuff of them now but basically it kind of like uh, fenrez and nocturnal culto come together ted skillum yeah uh come together with basically like okay here's my songs here's you know these songs let's put them together and, and it's weird to actually hear fenrez singing on half the record too yeah which previously he didn't really do a whole lot of that yeah and, and outside he, of his satanic poets yeah poetry that he used to do and his and his vocals are are pretty over the top you oh know? they're ridiculous yeah they're great so it's uh it's it's a pretty nifty record so and you know definitely if you if you've kind of turned your back on dark throne hey give him a try again you know you might yeah. be surprised just be open-minded about it so. or if you've never listened to him before listen hey. to this then go back and listen to a blaze in the northern sky yeah <laughs> pretty different <laughs> and uh and then speaking of some more black metal we've got watain on the way uh but we'll uh we'll chat a little bit more about watain we've, we've talked a lot about him this year but uh We'll, we'll chat a bit more. So we got Watain, and then uh, a, definitely a, a pleasantly uh, odd surprise at the end of this set. And we'll, we'll talk more about that when we get back. So Dark Thrones, I Am the Working Class from Circle the Wagons, and then uh, followed by some Watain and some other good stuff.
Dillinger Escape Plan with Gold Teeth on a Bum from Option Paralysis, uh, Watain's Four Thrones from Lawless Darkness, and then we started with uh, I Am the Working Class from Dark Throne. So uh, let's look at Watain first, and we'll kind of work our way into into that Dillinger release. So uh, I don't know, maybe people have heard of Watain this year. They kind of had a little bit of fanfare uh, yeah, here and there. I mean, 2007, Sworn to the Dark, I think was their kind of introduction to most people. It was mm-hmm. their uh, their coming out party. 
uh, where people actually like knew the name outside of people that were really into underground black metal. Sure. And I think there was a lot of expectation on what this record would be. And some people were kind of disappointed. It didn't initially get a really fantastic reviews. Grower, for sure. Grower, for sure. It's way more complex than I think anybody initially thought when they, they mm-hmm. reviewed the thing, the Waters of Ain song that we've played on a previous show. Sure. Uh, was that just on the Watain show? Yeah, episode 101, which we started right. our whole uh, second century of shows off That's of right. Watain. That's how important But that are. I mean, that song, it, it kind of sums up, it's the whole culmination of everything they are. Just mm-hmm. unbelievable song, you know, like 14 and a half minutes long or with, with yeah. uh, Hank McCoy from... Uh, oh, Hank shit. McCoy? What did I say? Hank McCoy. Carl McCoy, Carl McCoy from Henry uh, McCoy from X Factor. What the hell's the damn banner? Field and Nephilim. Yeah, yeah. Jesus, <laughs> I'm t- so many facts to keep straight. Wow, in my head been, right now. we've been we've been pumping a lot. <laughs> we've been pumping a lot of. Well, I've got yeah, my up. my neurotic notes too. That yeah. looks like the scrawlings of a Which, nut job. Yeah, mine are even more ridiculous. So, but yeah, and and this is a song for Thrones that we didn't play uh, when we did that Watain show. So we figured, yeah, let's give that a little feature. And yeah, it's everybody's got heard some, Reaping Death and you know a lot yeah. of the others. So and it's got a great you know. Nagofar kind of black metal, you know, tremolo riff. That's oh, so pretty. It's, it's a. I mean, it's it's stuff. it's pretty much par for the course for them. They haven't. I, I can't really see them doing any hitting any misses unless they go down like you know the Burzum Road where they want to just do all electronic music, which I really don't or see get happening. Like, sup- or like sim- symphonic or something pompous nah. kind of stuff. You know, nah, I, which I hope they. I don't see them doing. They're, that. they're filling kind of a hole that's been left from dissection. Yeah, <laughs> really and. There's not, I don't think people really, you know, have the comparison too often, but it's very, very dissection. I mean, Eric even toured with dissection for the, mm-hmm. what was it the Ranks, Rankske? Rankos. Rankos, that's yeah. right. Uh, tour. So, yeah, it's, I mean, I don't know what more to say. I've got a sticker, a Lala Starting sticker on my car, if that yeah. tells you anything. Yeah. I like it. And obviously, this got a lot of fanfare. It was the number two record of the year. Yes. Yeah, number two in Decibel. And Sworn to the Dark, I think, was number two or three back in 2007 so mm-hmm. they've got a pretty pretty nice track record uh with them and they're kind of an unlikely band to to gain popularity just given how over the top how they're disgusting they are their, imagery, their, some, their live some, shows yeah. and uh, everything how kind of like blatant. but they're honest and and yeah, when yeah. it comes down to it you know people respect honest music on some level yeah you know and uh and the tradition of uh short frontman yeah you know, Dio was tiny, but he had a big heart. As this, Udo, uh, Udo, Udo was tiny. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure Eric would really be love being compared to. Hey, I wouldn't. He probably would actually. He probably wouldn't. Uh, who wouldn't want to be mentioned that sentence? But. Exactly. And then Dillinger Escape Plan, uh, Option Paralysis. This, like, I think Lawless Darkness, maybe underwhelmed people at first. Uh, and I think people at this point, people might have had Dillinger. Of their fill of them yeah like okay we've seen them on enough covers of magazines okay they're great uh you know with uh with greg i forget his last name uh pucciato pucciato uh on vocals they've kind of had like a renaissance mm-hmm. and i personally i never cared for their earlier stuff with dimitri and vocals really it was just it was like eh, it's it's noise it's just too much it's too obnoxious and this kind of fills that hole of you know well faith and war's not around anymore yeah yeah and uh yeah, I think people just kind of had their fill, but the record is really, really good. And and if there was any record this year for me that was a grower, uh, it was definitely Dillinger Escape Plan. I feel like Which I seems got funny. I got like <laughs> saying this, that, you know. Yeah, I got I got into this in like these kind of really strange, you know, increments because because the record as a whole, I mean, it takes all the complexities that Calculating Infinity had and it kind of filters them through like the melodicism that you started to hear on like uh, Miss Machine and Earworks and things mm-hmm. like that. But you know the 
the they have a new drummer now, Billy Reimer, uh, and he does some pretty fantastic things that you can kind of even hear in this. He, Not that the old drummer kinda, is bad, but no, but I think the old drummer was a little stiff. Yeah, this guy's this much guy, more he, loose. he swings and he's got he's definitely got a more organic vibe to his drumming and and just the compositional style that Ben Weinman has been able to pull off, you know, and what he, the ideas that he's had have been sort of scattered the last couple records, and I I like. I like those last couple records uh, quite a bit, and I think there's moments on them that are pure, pure, uh, purely brilliant. But the part that wasn't really happening was the cohesiveness of it, and, yeah. and and part of what made Calculating Infinity so you know like appealing. And I know you said you, you didn't get into it as much, but you know I had to review it and interview the band around that era, so I kind of you know delved into it pretty deeply. And uh, was it did fit together in this really effed up sort of way you know um everything sort of flowed from one song to another and even though it was in like the midst of this like chaotic kind of you know abstract mm-hmm. quality or something much like we were talking about with uh um you know we, when we were talking oh trout mass replica with uh the Gorguts obscure album oh yeah, yeah. you know it, it has that sort of kind of same appeal you know that and and rest in peace beefheart just died just, a couple days ago yeah. so as we recorded this probably a few weeks uh later from when you hear this but you know that melodicism that he was experimenting with on some of the songs, um, you know, like uh, Sick of Sunday and, and things like that, it it was great, but those were the only songs I really cared about, I feel like, on like the last couple of records, were the songs that were doing the... Almost the, the singles, the like no uh, more Black Bubblegum and some of the other ones. Yeah, and some yeah. of that stuff. And I and I wasn't really as into like the, the sort of the calculus core, like fast, you know, intense dun, kind dun, of dun, stuff. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, because yeah, I feel like they had done that so well in calculating... Where do you go from there once mm-hmm. you've sort of like mastered that? And now it's all seamless. And this album is, it's 10 songs. There's no filler songs, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything kind of works and, and just complements itself and builds really towards the end. Uh, you know, Parasitic Twins is probably my favorite song on the record, even though it's probably the most melodic and, and mellowest of it. Uh, I wanted to play Gold Teeth on a Bum because it, it has some of the like the, the harder elements mixed in with the melodic elements, mm-hmm. you know? It's got three different vocal hooks in it. Like, but, they're completely separate. Yeah, really, like, catchy vocal hooks. Yeah, and I mean, Puchado's coming to his own. I mean... I you know uh, Stanko uh, you know Kevin uh, who writes for Decibel you know said when he did you know he wrote the little write up for uh, this record he said this is probably going to be looked at in 2012 as one of the best records of 2010 but it's just taking a while to sink in for some people and I don't know if it's the label change I don't know if it's because like you said I think they've, they can hit like, critical mass yeah and people. like people are just like okay enough yeah and I think if you if you give this a shot and look at it as just a record and put it on mm-hmm. and listen to it as just a, a musical record you, you know it's not saturating in the way that the, the last ones have you know maybe oversaturated people or overexpose themselves you know yeah which sounds funny talking about dillinger saying that they're overexposed because all you heard was when the fuck are they going to make another record after calculate infinity it took mm-hmm. them like six years to make a follow-up and you know ear works was 2007 it's not like they're putting out a record every year but i think it's just the the ideas are so maybe yeah. complex that that you ha- it takes a few years to digest the dillinger record well they've been they've been touring for uh for option paralysis almost an entire year now have they yeah and i mean i'd like to see him on this i haven't seen dillinger in years i've know? seen him once i don't think i've seen him with puchado 
I did. I saw it at the Contaminated Festival. Did you see? Yeah. I've only I've seen him a couple times at Dimitri, and that was that was like mind blowing because Dimitri. Well, he was a scary yeah, dude. You Greg know? was just uh, he wasn't scary, but he was uh, very he's enthusiastic. Like, he's, he's he's super huge too. <laughs> well, he's kind of a short guy, but he's ripped. Yeah, and he he climbs walls like Spider Man. So that's it's, awesome. It's pretty pretty insane. So give it a shot again. I mean, this has been one that sat with me uh, as much as that Deftones record, as much as that Danzig record, in terms of just like songs that get stuck in my head, almost like bubblegum songs, like the yeah. Ghost record. You know, yeah. and that's really the true testament. You know, a song, you know, songs that you'll be like humming in your head, like, oh man, I want to hear like that vocal hook in that song. You know, mm-hmm. um, so you know, uh, definitely, definitely one of my favorites of the year. I'd probably put it in my top three or four uh, of the year. And uh, we've got something decidedly different next, but a band that's uh, kind of... They've e- been around uh, quite a while, actually. Yeah, and, and the equally is known for their, sometimes the distance in between some of their records, sometimes, you know, or what yeah, the hell is going to happen had, uh, next. I think, well, we're, we're talking about Electric Wizard, yeah. of course. And uh, I think the first time they really kind of garnered any kind of really big success was Dope Throne. Mm-hmm. That was kind of, that was the record for them. It was huge. Mm-hmm. And then they seem to kind of be going through these... Actually, I think uh, the, the newest uh, issue of Decibel. Oh, yeah, it should be out by the time this yep, is. It will this be. is gone. Uh, it's got it. Electric Wizard on the cover, and uh, Jess Osborne in there is basically saying that you know some bands start out with a strong record and then uh, can never follow it up. And he's like, we started out with a shit record, and we're <laughs> we're slowly trying to build toward that great record. Yeah. And so they went with Dope Throne, and then Witch Cult today. Uh, you know what? Three records after, or two records two after record, that. There was "We Live" and "Let uh, Us Pray" or something. "Let Us Pray," yeah. And those were those were a little lackluster for me. I didn't, re- I never really got into those. That "Let much. Us Pray" I got into quite a bit at first, but I don't listen to it that much anymore. Yeah, I pull and, like "Which Call" today is a fantastic record. Yeah, and then you know, following this up, uh, what, I feel like "Which years? Call" today might have been on our first best of list. But yeah, I don't been. know. But that, that. but uh, yeah, "Black Mass" is. is uh, pretty pretty solid record and it's and it's just that continual kind of like shift forward where like you don't necessarily think this band's gonna go but it actually has much more pop sensibilities to yeah it. but it's really draped in fuzz and draped in dirty it, it, i was telling jason it reminds me of like a live you know like almost like a live mc5 record that was recorded at the grandy ballroom which got mm-hmm. so much effects and everything it's just like oozing with drugs it's like a it's like a 60s garage rock band meets black sabbath meets like san francisco psychedelia i mean it's like it's a weird weird kind of mix and i think a lot of this um i think the 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 direction i think liz the the other guitar player songwriter i think has a fair amount to do with it because since she joined the band i've noticed that definitely it's either that or she's because uh, I think they're, I think they're dating or something. Or just whatever the case is, she's had a good influence on the band. Sure. Uh, well, and the band for for a long time was like teetering on the edge of like destruction. I mean, the well, and they've the had a consistent lineup, kind of. You, you know, know they've yeah. had the same drummer and uh, well, the, a new bass player, but they've had that kind of core group of the three for a while. For and, a couple albums now. Yeah. yeah. So, and then the, the song we're gonna play, "Turn Off Your Minds," got one of the catchiest i think vocal lines they've ever done sure you know keeping but, it, up with but it's in the, but it's in the mix of like this this like it's not corn, a cornucopia of sounds yeah it's not know? at all pretty but it's uh it's as you know if you're you're tripping balls and your dad yeah. comes home or something it's that kind of vibe yeah so it's got a, <laughs> a, some sleep elements to it i think you know too with the, the dope smoker but i've heard yeah there's been some Jerusalem. complaints about the uh about the production and i have no problem with the production at all it's just incredibly saturated mm-hmm I think it's a cool record. It's just, 
it doesn't hit as immediately. Like I remember, you know, you had the satanic rites of Dragula and a couple other tunes that came out right away from, mm-hmm. from which cult, you know, like yeah. and grabbed you and hooked you. This one, you got to like, like, you know, comb through like the, the, the dope mist or something, yeah. you know, like, to, <laughs> like to really like find the, 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 the nugget, the juicy nugget in the, in the center, you know, the yeah. caramel in the, in the center of the chocolate or whatever, but it's, it's a great record. And it's one that, uh, you know, I think I'm probably going to need the some months in 2011 to continue to absorb. Well, I think I for like, your 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 trek for uh, the holidays, I think you should listen to a little bit of this. And like, yeah, I've still got the 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 couple of our podcasts to probably listen to too. Yeah, I save for the car ride, so <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then so we got some Electric Wizard on the way, and then we've got something decidedly unElectric Wizard that will follow, but we'll let yeah. you kind of be uh, pleasantly surprised by that. So uh, enjoy Turn Off Your Mind from Black Masses.
we just heard Blind Guardian, yes, Blind Guardian. The Road of No Release from At the Edge of Time. And then uh, preceded that was, uh, preceding that was Electric Wizard, Turn Off Your Mind from the Black Masses record on Rise Above, which... Uh, Our second Rise Above record. Uh, a label to look out for. Yeah, yeah. Well, they've been they've been kind of doing their thing, but... They've it, been hit and miss. Yeah, yeah. Or it's like, you know, two years without putting something out or and something. And plus, they're stuff so goddamn hard to find, you know, sometimes, you know. Well, we're impatient. We can't wait the four months it takes to, no. for a domestic release. No. So. Man, this is the... We're glo- true fans. This is globalization. Why <laughs> Why should we have to wait for things that we know exist in other places? Copyright law, that's why. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> Speaking of things that are good in go- other places... Blind Guardian, Germany's uh, Germany's finest import in the last twenty years or so, and uh, don't discount Primal Fear. But <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know if Primal Fear is the track record to match what Blind Guardian's done. I, I don't know. They sure make me happy. <laughs> this record, uh, this is this was a surprise. This was one thing. Um, I know. I've talked to a couple other people who said. I didn't even know a new Blind Guardian record was out, and it was one. It wasn't of those a whole things. lot of fanfare. I'll tell you that. I, I kind of just walked into a record store one day. I was like, "Oh, hey," you know, and I was kind of like, "Oh, is it a single?" Mm-hmm. No, it's fully. Man, eh, fuck, it's Blind Guardian. I love Blind Guardian. I'll, I'll try it, you know. And the last couple, you know, Twist in the Myth and Night at the Opera have, have been really hit or miss. Uh, they have some great songs on them, but as a consistent whole, they don't hold up as well, and they, they've sort of lacked. Uh, some of the, the the energy of that like mid '90s kind of late '90s sort of golden mm-hmm. period, the you know the the imaginations. Uh, it seems like they lost a little bit of the the momentum, but they made up for it with uh, orchestration. Yeah, and complexities and things yeah. like that. And I think I think they kind of got too proggy almost in a way, mm-hmm. you know. And, and 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 then they they've come back, you know, in a way. In a song like Road of No Release. Uh, that you just heard. I mean, it's it's mid paced, uh, but it but it has these like moments that feel like nightfall in Middle Earth. You know, uh, you, you could be in 1998 all over again. In well, I the think the, the Hansi's vocals. He's not. They're not being so like. It doesn't seem like there's like 15 choirs behind him anymore. It's just kind of like back how it was like in the early days, where it was him with backing vocals yeah. basically. Yeah, and I mean the production's still there and brilliant, obviously as you heard. But at the same time. It has a more organic nature to it in a way. They're like allowing the the guitar work to to be intricate, but yet shortened to the point almost. You know, mm-hmm. like get those hooks in there. You like don't have to riffs, like. Yeah, the riffs are simple, but then they they're still going off on solos, which yeah. everybody kind of expects that. But yeah. it seems like they kind of throttled it all back a little bit. Like we could use all those riffs and make three songs instead of one. <laughs> yeah, and just like you know, when talking about like a ghost or, or like a dark throne or something like that, it's it's good to know that there's a band out there that's able to do this the right way. You know, and Blind Guardian was always sort of relied on as like sort of the. <laughs> the last line of defense in power metal, which there wasn't a whole lot in front of Blind Guardian. They might be to, the only line of defense yeah. as far as my taste is concerned. Yeah, and I mean, there's I don't listen to power metal really anymore, and I, I don't even know if I would consider them power metal at this point. I just think they're heavy metal. They're heavy metal. Yeah. You know, they're they're kind of like what Death was doing on Sound of Perseverance. They're just kind of like they they've you know evolved so far beyond like what the basic kind of well, they're like know, they're like Maiden. They're an institution. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's nice to know that there is this sort of second generation maiden that's gonna maybe be able to to, to survive and, and put out records that are, are consistent. Because what, how many studio records have they had out? You know, boy. Uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six. This is probably nine or ten. Okay, just off, just without even looking. You yeah. Know? Uh, so and they've got a few live ones in there and and some different things. So I mean, they're they're getting up there. 
you know and they don't put records out like every couple years i mean they're they're what twist in the myth was like three years ago yeah probably three years ago and the night of the opera was like five years before that that was like oh two yeah i reviewed the record store i reviewed that i we were still doing eclipse i i did an interview for that record that's how long ago that was yeah so i mean (laughs) there you go so you know these guys are few and far between of them. Before that, '98 was Nightfall and, and things like that. Yeah. But this is really taking some of the elements of Nightfall and Imaginations from the other side, which is this kind of you know speed metal, uh, heavy metal, power metal masterpiece, and and kind of taking some of those elements. Oh, it's not perfect. There's uh, there's a couple songs on there that are average, but even average Blind Guardian is better than 99% power metal, you know, so uh, th- that's that's a nice kind of breath of fresh air, but all the stuff that was going, kind of going out at the end of that song with the uh, Hansi kind of doing the ah, ah, you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. that's like, that's kind of stuff that you, you want to hear when you hear Blind Guardian, and I feel like they were like going away from that for some reason, I don't know why. I don't know if they were trying to like escape their legacy or they kind of thought they had to keep upping the ante or something, but I, yeah, it almost seemed like they were trying to maybe outdo themselves or something, you know I mean? Which is kind of tough because of the, it, I mean, Nightfall is probably <laughs> one of, you know, we were talking about Nightfall probably in scope is one of the most like ambitious records that's ever been pulled off. It's the kind of, yeah, the kind of record that somebody would have done a documentary about how the band went nuts doing yeah, it. Yeah, you know? but but they seemed like they were cool after that, you yeah. know? Like, I interviewed him on that tour and, and around that time, and, and he was, you know, happy and pleased with how everything had kind of turned out. And 90% of bands that attempt to do something like that are just going to fail miserably. It's going to be a, kind of a joke. I mean, you look at, you know, and no offense to the priest, but what they tried to do with, like, Nostradamus, and it's like, it didn't work. You know, like for me and for my sensibilities and mm-hmm. stuff, and I'm willing to give priests some slack to do that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. But uh, you know, I mean, there's very few like Operation Mind Crimes or Pink Floyd the Walls. You know, for every one of those, there's like ten shitty versions of that that yeah. just usually don't work the, at all. Usually, the idea of a concept record kind of turns my stomach. Sure, but but when you listen to Nightfall, it works. You know, yeah. and there's there's elements on here, the melodicisms there, combined with some of the speed from Imaginations, and hey kudos glad to have you guys back you know so and uh grand carcoon has done some podcasts with us the melvins i think was one of the last ones he was on with us uh you know he saw him live a few weeks ago and you know neither of us could make it yeah he said it was pretty sweet so so that's that electric wizard and blind guardian together again for the first time wow two opposite ends of yeah (laughs) (laughs) the the world sort of almost like anti-production and then like total production yeah so and speaking of worlds meeting and mixing together, uh, kind of a great way, I think, to, to send out the year of 2010. Um, I think this is my favorite serious record. You know, if I want like a thinking, if this was like the, the thinking record for me, this... The academic one? Yeah, this would be it. You know, Ghost is like the fun record. Uh, and this is kind of that record when I think intellectually about how metal is created and like what you know what the what i want the future of metal to, to sort of push towards mm-hmm. i think of you know enslaved and i think well, of the funny thing with, i i went this. back to listen to last was it last year's episode uh, was vertebrae from last year two years ago okay well listen vertebrae to two, was up there two years ago and uh listening to our what we were talking about about vertebrae uh-huh. and we were both like well they've really got to up the game because otherwise where are they going to go yeah this is kind of because vertebrae was said some lackluster moments it wasn't it was good but it, it was good and it made a lot of top uh top lists and everything for the year it came out but this this record i think they finally they kind of figured things out i mean with the clean vocal thing my policy is if you can't do it well, don't do it at all. Yeah. And uh, they've done it sparingly in the past or for effect. 
and right now they between uh, between Gritla and uh, and Herbrand, the guitar or the, the keyboard keyboards. player, yeah, uh, they've got some really impressive clean vocals on the thing. Sure, and Ivar keeps you know upping the ante on, on his on, compositional on his style is, is I mean is it's incredible. It's getting simpler and simpler, mm-hmm. but yeah, it still feels like enslaved. But the progressive elements are still there, but they're mm-hmm. not like hey, look, I'm being proggy. It's just so like yeah. it's seamless. You it's know, it's like the it's the the mindset going into it that's that's progressive. The music itself it's it's very stripped down when you yeah. when you go back and, and listen to and it. And especially this song, uh the the lightning uh and the record by the way is Axima Ethica Odini. And uh, it's a combination of a couple of different elements that they were kind of coming up with. And I know they combined like basically two phrases together and just said, there you go. Uh, what is it? The ethic of Odin? <laughs> yeah, but it was, it was, they had like two different ideas for album titles or for song titles or something like that. And that's why there's two separate songs on the record. One is uh, what Oxy, one is uh, Oxyma and then the other is Ethica Odin. I think Odin's Ethics and then I'm not for sure. I can't remember what uh, Oxyma is. I don't remember either. But I, I remember reading the interview and, mm-hmm. and they kind of explained it all and stuff. But, you know, this record, I mean, I've played for people who are were casual sort of enslaved fans and they were just like, wow. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. there's there's some, and I want to say overt, but there's there's moments that, that connect to like the, the I guess, epicness that people find in like bands like Opeth and, and stuff that, that are there. There's some of the intricate melodies and just the, in um, things that they've been on Enslaved Records. I mean, this is nothing new. This is some of the things that they were doing at Issa and Below the Lights and, and Rune and Eld. even to some extent, yeah, Vertebrae. But yeah, even like going back to Eld and stuff, but it's like it's all there you know well th- yeah something that i was actually pleasantly surprised is how much uh old enslaved mm-hmm. i heard as well like you know the the ferocity and and viciousness of like gritless vocals is one of, he's one of my favorite yeah you know death metal vocalist black metal whatever you want to call him vocalist and to hear a lot of that still front and center that like that there's no risk of that going away yeah and my my favorite enslaved song uh because of the brutality mixed with melody vocals is rune the title track mm-hmm. and and the way he comes in on that chorus when the music is so like bright in a way but he's yeah. like so brutal so grating yeah. it, it, it reminds me of of his vocals on on lightning you know which yeah. starts with this great you know really um, like majestic clean pushing vocal. pushing themselves yeah up, i, I mean you said you said i think you're that this yeah. is like the furthest that he's pushed his abil- his abilities and things like that and then he comes like in with just like ah! searing you yeah. know like and it's great because that's what it needs to be that's what we want we don't want them to turn into something you know like clean shaven you know we oh, still want all, that yeah. roughness and we want that stuff but we don't mind if they advance forward musically and it, and it totally makes sense because there's we were just listening to theater of tragedy which Wow, does that not that, hold up at all? The Beauty and the Beast vocals, the, that was the a, female and the male, or the male and uh, you know, uh, death and clean vocals. Yeah. And uh, as a rule, I try to avoid that altogether. But Enslaved does it really well in class. Like the, I, I trust their their yeah. judgment on. Yeah, Michael from Opeth has has really come along as well yeah. in that sort of regards, and even like some of the things you even hear, eh, not so much anymore. But like with Catatonia, when when they would you know uh, do some of the the harsher stuff like mm-hmm. on the ghost of the sun and things like that you know yeah of you of emptiness yeah you know so i if it works do it you know but mm-hmm. don't don't force it and like i i mean your rule is perfect though. yeah <laughs> 
I wish more people would abide by it. It's so, it's so simple. There's a lot of people I just don't give a shit about their clean vocals. Well, I don't there's, want there's to hear so them. many records that would have been good records if they would have just stuck with their death metal vocals or yeah. got a new vocalist. Yeah. Like Soilwork is a band that their first uh, three records I they, think are really good. Yeah, their clean stuff just sounds, it's just not there for me. It's like one dimensional or two dimensional yeah. or, or it's too polished. It's just not I, natural. I, I don't, man, you know? I just don't, I don't understand. But so. there's a lot of people that love that stuff. So, yeah, yeah. But, uh, so I don't know what. Uh, so for you, ghosts probably. You know, if you, if you in hindsight, that's, you that's had, my gut reaction uh, right now. Yeah, and I mean, I guess my gut is is somewhere between ghost and enslaved. I guess you know, but uh, ask me on a Tuesday, it might be different. And who knows on a Wednesday? But yeah, uh, I don't know. There's there's a lot of good records. So it was a it was a, a strange year, uh, but a good year. And I think a, a record like Enslaved kind of summarizes all the. You know, divisive elements that yeah. were kind of going on. And the one thing we didn't year. have was a straight up death metal record that was unbelievable well, that I've I mean, heard. Uh, I, I've heard that Immolation record was pretty good. I don't I just, own any Immolation. Just didn't get into it as so much. It's like, you know? I, I, I like Down a Possession. I've heard it's like up. that, but okay. uh, you know, yeah, there wasn't there wasn't anything. Well, through. I guess like uh, like Black Breath. Yeah, it's a death metal record. That's that's Swedish death metal in a, in that's a what sense. I want. Energy. It's raw. Sure. Sure. Yeah, I'm looking over our list. There wasn't much there, and and we're big death metal fans. So yeah, but uh, Noah's fixes. I guess the Hail of Bullets was a pretty good death metal record. You know, yeah, for, for kind of yeah, straightforward death stuff. But uh, yeah, weird. Hooded Menace is pretty good for doom, doomy death. Doomy stuff. death. Yeah, yeah. But uh, definitely let us know what you thought of everything. Uh, you know, we're gonna close things out here with uh, with Lightning from Enslave, which was the 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 closing track from from that record now i have a feeling my hunch tells me that this might show up as number one on the terrorizer list that's just my my gut reaction i i just hope uh demo borger doesn't show up at all because that record's a steaming pile of crap yeah and 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 i'm every time i think of enslaved now i'm going to think of missing enslaved because that fucking venue (laughs) put them on an hour earlier than they were supposed to and getting there just in time to see demo shit Shitstorm, well, take and a then shitstorm. We go out and yeah, buy some some merch from uh, from Enslaved and and Gritla Hairbrander right there. Yeah. And I was so crestfallen, I couldn't even like yeah. say anything to him. I was yeah. like, oh, what are we gonna say? Good show. Yeah, like hey, we hey, we just show. missed you guys. We fucking oh, love you. Problem. But, yeah. So, but rumor has it Enslaved is gonna be coming through and headlining. doing their own headlining tour and stuff. But uh, thank anyways, Odin for that, man. Yeah, yeah. Thank Odin. <laughs> And maybe 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 they'll coincide. Maybe they can do like a Entomb Wolverine Blues crossover with the Thor movie this summer. Ah, that could be kind of cool. Yeah, I don't know. Little, they, little they've cross- done the ballet. They've done it all. So yeah, who knows? Exactly. But um, uh, let us know what you thought. You know, shoot us an email, requiempodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, leave us some uh, comments on iTunes uh, rating that that really helps us uh, kind of get get word out there. Um, check us out on Facebook. Check us on Facebook. Uh, if you'd like to, if you really like the show. Hey, why not donate to the show? Sure. It makes you feel good, and it helps us with our operating costs. It's the new year, and we got to pay New Year's of costs. Yes, and, uh, as of the 4th. We've got uh, a lot of new uh, merch as well. we got the traveling coffee mug. which We I have iPhone for, 4 cases as well. Yeah, yeah, pretty cool stuff, and T-shirts and, and, and yeah. different things like that. So, I was thinking know. about making a skateboard, but I don't think anybody will buy it. Yeah, that's true. If you want a skateboard, <laughs> a special order, let us let know. know yeah. We can uh, design something up, but... Uh, you know, it's been a good year, and uh, 2011. Uh, I, uh, I'm hoping it will match 2010. I mean, well, I've already got one good release uh, for 2011. That, is that the trap them, trap them. Yeah, it's quite pretty, good, pretty, pretty solid. So, but let us know if you disagreed with some of our thoughts uh, or we missed something. You know, yeah, we're always up for uh, reconsidering. 
Yes. Or for debating, or everybody's got their own opinion, and that's why we do the show. Sure. Because and if you just want to hear your own opinion, you'd just talk to yourself. Exactly. And uh, 2011, we got some we got some cool things coming up on the way. Obviously, uh, the the greatly promised unanimated show yes. is coming down the road. I know we've had a lot of requests for that. We've had requests for some Exodus, Overkill, things like that. But uh, hopefully, we're going to have some special shows too, like some kind of just off the beaten path stuff. That well, we're we should have some, some, guests, some uh, guests guests joining us as well. I won't necessarily say because I don't know when it'll happen. Yeah, so, we have uh, a very special guest coming. That a Napalm be, Death expert. Yeah, will be approaching Napalm Death from his, uh, you know, very pretty uh, expertise, very expert lens. Yeah. So, and we've got some. Uh, if you enjoyed the MC5 and the punk show, then uh, you look forward we're to have some, some other. Uh, yeah, some other non necessarily metal, but, uh, but if you have a good taste in music and you're interested in musical history where things come from we've actually had a lot of requests to do some non-metal podcasts just like our guide to like some different non-metal things from Mm -hmm. like some pretty hardcore fans i know rishi and and some other people have said they'd be way down for that so if you have like some more i guess that's such a wide open idea that like i don't even know how to like approach that because we do listen to a lot of non-metal stuff it's just you know what the fuck are we not a whole lot of it's current 20 20 songs that we love that are non-metal or i mean you know so so if you have like a more constructive idea for something like that or just an idea of some metal bands that uh you'd like to see us cover that you think we could do worthy yeah because we'd like to avoid sweden for a little while except for unanimated because we we owe it to you it's been sweden's kind of our homeroom right now yeah yeah but we've been pretty good lately. We yeah. we've stuck around Canada for a while, and you know, I was yeah, I'm really happy with the Canada shows. So, and I know we need to get back to neurosis because we had a lot of positive reactions to our uh, au revoir of uh, uh, our neurosis nuggets or whatever. We do do one record every so often. Oh yeah, yeah, it's been so, a while since we did that one. So, anyways, for 2010 to 2011, Happy New Year, everybody. Yeah, I'm Jason, and I'm Mark, and this is Enslaved Lightning.